Pandemonium Reigns. Yo, welcome to Pandemonium Reigns. My name is Dan. He's Mike. What up, what up? Listen, uh, Mike is more than a pretty face, y'all. I don't care what his wife says about him. More than a pretty face. Look at that beard. It's beautiful. You stop beautiful. it. You, you stop it. <laughs> you handsome man, you. Listen, y'all, if you are a Tennessee fan, you're going to love this show. If you're not a Tennessee fan, might not be your episode. <laughs> We've got one thing on deck. We're going to be talking Tennessee position groups, which one concerns us, which one excites us, all good stuff. So with that said, let's jump right in. What position group? I'm just going to throw this at you very quickly, very fast. Position let's groups. Let's do it. Uh, just to set up real quick, actually, before we get into the one that concerns us most, which one are you just most excited about? Just just very quickly. What are you most excited about? Normally, I wouldn't say this because I think you need a pretty full and complete roster in the SEC, especially. Uh, you know, a lot of places you can win, you know, if you're in the Pac-12 or if you're in the Big 12, you can win with offensive weapons and certain things. And And normally, I wouldn't go this direction in the SEC and as hard as the last 15 years have been for Tennessee, but – it's not been that often that we bring a quarterback back like Hendon Hooker. So, man, I'm, I'm rolling with QB. Um, I got a lot of trust in him because he just blew my expectations away for 21. So I'm going Hendon for what I'm most excited about. I'm actually going to cheat. I got two of them. The first position group that I like is Hendon. The second one I like is Hooker. Hendon yes. Hooker. Okay. Good answer. So, good answer. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we're on Family Feud. Good answer. Good, good answer, answer. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, so, uh, with that said, we're both excited about Hooker. Uh, some 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 fun things came. We discovered some fun things about him this week, about his competitive nature. Uh, uh, Adam Sparks from Knoxville News Sentinel uh, was a guest host on uh, Swain. It's not Swain event anymore. It's somebody Josh and in Swain. Swain. Yep, Josh and Swain uh, talking about his competitive nature and his time back in high school and the, the type of work ethic that he has. And anyway, we're both really excited about Hendon Hooker. But what's the group, what's the position group that concerns you the most and why? For me, the position group um, that concerns me the most is it's, it's hard to pick just one, but I'm going to go with the secondary. Um, you know, the defensive line last year, they weren't amazing. They didn't put up world-breaking numbers or anything. The linebackers, you'd obviously prefer more depth. You like your top two, three, and then you like some of the guys behind them. They're young, but you do like them. But for me, it's the secondary. And the the upside to that is that there's a lot of new bodies, uh, whether they're JUCO guys, whether they're transfers, whether they're true freshmen or returning guys. There's yeah. there's more bodies to compete there, but it's just that amount of unknown that does worry me. Not saying that there's not unknowns along the defensive line um, or even in the linebackers, or, you know, that there's not depth concerns at both of those places. But for me, it's a secondary. Yeah. Um, and just to give some context, this was a question that I saw on social media that I brought to you. Um, so maybe after you tell me your biggest concern, I'd like to discuss some of these answers that I saw on the old internet and, uh, you know, what fans are really worried about as well. Um, but let me hear your biggest concern position group wise. Well, uh, mine is different and I would like to get into a breakdown of a little of them, a little bit of them. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, linebacker for me is the biggest concern. I don't like how deep we are there at all. Um, you and I were discussing before the show that 
is it's a possibility that it could be offensive line. But after talking about who the absolute returning four uh, returning starters we have there, sorry, I'm not using words well, our four solid returning starters offensive line, we, we kind of like that. Yeah. Linebacker for me, though, I mean, just spitballing names real quick. Jeremy Banks, Juwan Mitchell, Aaron Beasley, Solon Page. What's after that? Yeah, I mean, well, lo- big old question mark and, and a few of them after that. Yeah, exactly. So, but let's get back to the secondary a little bit, considering that is your uh, position of most concern. Is there a is there a name, or is there is it a safety spot, or is it a corner spot that worries you most? What is it? You know, I could actually break it down to the corner spot that worries me the most, um, because you know, at least at safety, um, you know, and there's always the possibility that they move flowers around. I know there's been a lot of talk about that. Who's going to play the star position? You know, mm-hmm. that's been a big talking point because. Theo Jackson, uh, you know, he played some safety in his day before playing that star position so well last mm-hmm. year. Um, mm-hmm. So do they take that chance and maybe move Trayvon Flowers into that star spot? I don't know, but it seems like that's picked up plenty of conversation. Um, but I think ultimately you've got a few more options that you can put in that star spot and not necessarily have to pull Trayvon from his safety spot. So, you know, if I'm brutally honest, it's these corners that worry me. Um, yeah. and, and not to beat a dead horse, but, you know, Warren Burrell and his performance against Purdue and, and just some of the lackluster performances that he's had over the years. Um, and then the, the really scary thing is that's your guy that's played the most. Correct. Um, that's your guy that's played the most. I really like some of these young guys that have come in. I love that Andre Turnton, a Tennessee kid is, is playing for the home state now after transferring back from Ohio state. Yeah. Um, I mean, gosh, just think about what he played, what he practiced against at Ohio yeah. State. The yeah. level of dudes that he played against there was off the charts. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, I'm concerned about that corner spot because you're talking about either moving a guy over that's not necessarily played it a lot if you put someone like Christian Charles there. Um, and just really no matter who you put, it, it's yeah. going to take some – it's going to take some game action to make me feel a lot better um, about – about that secondary spot, you know what I mean? It's going to take possibly the pit game, possibly a Florida game, and and really those guys putting some good work out there on tape and and helping the team win for me to feel better about that position. Um, that's just where I stand on it. I agree with you. Uh, the corner concerns me a lot, especially with a guy's – it's not that we don't like him, but Warren Burrell, he's yeah. going into his senior year. I feel like we know what we're going to get with Warren Burrell. I don't like him in in press man cover or press man. I don't like his. Uh, this is terrible. I really don't like his ability to defend a slant in man coverage. Yeah, I, there's a lot of things that I don't like. I this is probably going to be a strong word, but I feel in a lot of ways he is a liability. Yeah, per, Purdue exposed him, and Purdue didn't even have their best receiver that day. Absolutely. Yeah, they, they had a guy who was banged up. I mean, they're the guy that went off, Brock. I can't even remember his last name. That's just the the, the way the Purdue game went. You know, I can't even remember the guy's last name. Yeah, I, I feel like he was playing on one leg, Correct. and he went off. I mean, yeah. he put up he put up Cedric Tillman numbers against Tennessee. That's exactly. the that's the unfortunate, blatant truth. Exactly. So that's why I can't go away from that corner spot. Really, yeah. you know, just to break it down all the way, yeah. the cornerbacks. Purdue essentially beat us uh, at our own game. And Warren Burrell had a lot to do with that. Again, it's not that we don't like him. It's just yeah. the, the guy at this point is a liability. However, 
We do have a guy coming in, Juco, by way of Juco, D. Williams. Uh, he'll have, I believe, one, maybe two years of eligibility left. One of the top corners coming out of Juco, right here from where I'm from in Forsyth County. I'm in Hall County, but I'm right on that line, so right in our backyard here. Spent uh, some time at East Central Community College in Decatur, Mississippi. Came to us in January, so he's gone through the spring. Looking here on the website, he was rated as the number three cornerback and number eight overall junior college player by 247. Had seven picks last year, 14 breakups. Earning uh, NJCAA All-Region 23 accolades, whatever that means. There's just there's just a lot here. So maybe some upside, but you know what? Yeah. Several years ago, we were really excited about, what was his head? Pat Martin? Pat Martin. Who had had the body, had the ideal body for the SEC and just didn't, didn't pan out. I actually wanted to throw another kind of scenario thinking about Warren Burrell at you. Um, this sure. is totally off script here. We didn't even discuss this beforehand. It just popped in my head. Yep. Um, but if you think back in Warren Burrell's career, man, he he garnered a lot of praise from his early practices and he did. when he first got here. And I listen, let me just say this as well. Just like we talked about with Jimmy Callaway, Warren Burrell, I'm rooting for you, man. Absolutely. Your, your success means joy for me, frankly. Absolutely. I'm rooting for you. Absolutely. But he received a lot of praise in probably his freshman. Mm-hmm. preseason offseason I mean they really liked him the, the former staff really liked Warren Burrell yeah and I'm I'm not even sure how accurate of a of a reference this is but another guy that really got great praise and playing time young in his early in his career was Balin Buchanan uh, that was the <laughs> previous staff that was two staffs ago for that matter that was Butch Jones staff in Tennessee but he drew a lot of praise yes prior to that season yes and I was at that Florida game in 2016 which we won Mm-hmm. But he had a rough outing, especially in that first half. And I think we were dealing with some injuries and that kind of helped him get into the game. So or sure. get into the games so early that season. But yep. it's just something that comes to mind with these guys that receive a lot of praise early in their careers. And I know Balin also had some injuries that kind of hurt his career. Mm-hmm. But it's for Warren Burrell, it's now or never. Exactly. I'm, I'm rooting for him in the biggest way, truly, because it would be a great bounce back story from that Purdue game, frankly. His his if if he can make the jump that let's say a Theo had last year, he will have a Theo type impact on our defense. Certainly. Certainly. Because we are going to be a liability at that position. We are it is a major position of concern. But to throw some numbers at Warren Burrell uh, uh, for last year, he started all 12 games, uh, had a career high in tackles, 41, two tackles for loss. Seven passes defended. I think we real have a real bad taste in our mouth from that Purdue game. We do. Uh, but there's also some bad performances before that. So there are, yes. Now right. what is let's 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 stop beating on Burrell here for a minute. Who is a uh I don't know, a guy with some upside at that corner position? Uh, that maybe we can have some excitement about? Or is there another guy that we kind of know what we're going to get? Um, you know, I don't know. Talk to me about the, some other guys here. Yeah, I mean, th- now that's the thing. And this, I would say for the defensive line, and I would say it for the cornerbacks and secondary, um, for the linebackers, there's not as many bodies competing. Uh, but for the secondary, man, I mean, there's a lot of names. Uh, whether they've put good film out there or the product's been good, but there's a lot of names that I like. And I'm excited about the competition for 
for those guys. I mean, Danico Slaughter, he seems like a guy that should be suited for that star position or a safety position if that opens up. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm excited about Brandon Turnage, man, because I saw him do it when Theo was out last year. I mean, I'm certainly excited about him. SEC Defensive Um, Player of the Week. Yeah, I mean, he had he had a great game, and I think he did. I think it's also been reported that he battled some injuries last year, so maybe mm-hmm. that affected his you know playing time or him getting into the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I keep going down this list, you mentioned D. Williams. I'm certainly hopeful about him. Absolutely. Uh, the JUCO the JUCO route hasn't been kind to Tennessee over the years, but I'm I'm excited about D. Williams. Absolutely. Um, a guy that a guy that I'm excited you know long term is Christian Harrison. I mean. Yes. I thought he was a safety prospect personally, but there's been talk about him working kind of all over the place. I mean, if you could choose a former legend's son, you would really love for that former legend to be Rodney Harrison. I mean, yeah. truly, he's yeah. had a lifetime of just, here's how you play this position. Here's how you play in the secondary. Um, Tamarion McDonald is someone that's getting a lot of uh, really nice reviews mm-hmm. at the safety position. So again, if that if Flowers was to be, in the star or someone else or somewhere else, perhaps he could push, you know, those safeties to bring on McDonald. Um, but I mean, there's several names here that I, that I really like. I mean, Kamal Haddon seems to be getting the, the best reviews so far. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, if he is a candidate to be Tennessee's, you know, number one corner, that's great. That's great. Really. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of bodies that I like back there. Um, yeah. A lot of them are young, but I'm not saying they are going to be, you know, all conference or anything, but there's a lot of positive competition that I think is going to come. Yeah. So we can pretty much assume that one of those positions at corner is going to be locked up by Warren Burrell, correct? Yes. I would, I would say it's probably Warren Burrell and Kamal Haddon. Yep. Their jobs to lose is what yep. I would, is my feel from what I've been hearing and what you read online. Right yeah. I think that Haddon is going to be the other corner uh, yeah. on, on, on game one night. So I had a conversation with Coach Sean Conley. If you guys don't know who that is, uh, he is the head football coach in, here in Gainesville, Georgia, for Chesity High School, where Christian Charles played his high school ball. And we had a conversation. I haven't even told you this about a week or two ago. And I said, hey, Coach, it sounds like Christian is getting some looks at corner. I said, honestly, do you think he's got the hips for that? And he looked at me like I was an idiot for one <laughs> And he said, bro, he's got the hips to play in the league. Oh, wow. So, uh, wow. This, listen, I love Coach Conley. Uh, some are going to say, well, that at the end of the day, that's a, that's a, that's a high school coach. Well, he's got 30 plus years underneath his belt. So, at the very worst, again, you and I have said this all the year, and I've, I've told you this Christian is the guy who says, I dare you to doubt me. I dare you to tell me that I can't do something. And then he goes and does it. Yeah. So, if he's not, if he doesn't see the field this year, there's there's an injury, you know, somewhere. If he's not, if he's not lined up at safety, don't be surprised to see this man lined up at corner. Yeah, the dude has all the intangibles. But I'm with you. I think the stu- two starting corners are going to be Burrell and Haddon. Well, let's shift gears yeah. a little bit to linebacker. We talked liability at corner. Is there a liability? Is there a, a liability of somebody with a name? At that position, that makes you go, oh, no. I think the biggest liability, and there's just a play. When I think about his name now, there's a play associated in my mind. And when I think about Solon Page, it's it's the wheel route that Georgia got him lined up on. And they uh, hit it to James Cook, I think. Yeah. Um, You know, Solon, man, he's an older guy. It, it's kind of like that now or never thing for him as well. Um, He's been with us for a long time. You know, he's 
it's of the guys year. that we know. Sixth year, man. Year number six. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, of, of the guys that of the names that we know, of the guys that have played so far, he's my biggest concern. Um, and, and it's just because when I think about the will route against Georgia and just other situations like that, um, you know, I don't think Banks nor Beasley are your ideal SEC starting linebackers. Um, Juwan Mitchell did a lot of great things at Texas, and we were expecting those things. And obviously he battled injuries, and, and I don't think we're breaking any news. It's been reported that there were some buy-in issues as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really need to see him reach that potential that, that he has. Man, what if he led Tennessee in tackles? I mean, like he did at Texas, you know? I mean, yeah. think about the things that that could open up for this defense if, yeah. if it's not just Banks and Beasley at linebacker. One more thing that I want to mention on the linebackers, and I think it's a plus schematically, um, and it could even be a plus in the secondary and in other places, is, you know, we know where we're going to be. We're going to be in that four-two-five, and and heck, that's the way the game is. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see more than two linebackers at most places um, unless you're in a 3-4 or, you know, something like that. Or you're so, Stanford. Or you're Stanford. Yeah, I mean, you're going to see just a couple of these guys on the field at the same time. So I think that should, in theory – I mean, less opportunities for injuries and things to derail this position. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, I think you're going to protect yourself from some of those more liability-type guys. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, we've heard before that Tim Banks likes to play the odds. He likes to think about what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. So I think that with that in mind, they can really find some things to do, even though there's holes in this defense still. Um, you know, I'm worried about the corners, and you're worried about the linebackers, and the depth mm-hmm. is not what you would want. I think you can find a way to put us in a position for success. Correct. Um, at least as much as we had last year. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, I think the, 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 the biggest reason that linebacker is my position of concern is, well, it's actually twofold. One, our arguably our best linebacker in Jeremy Banks. Are we, are we going to agree with that? I mean, I think maybe John Mitchell has the higher me. ceiling or the potential, but Banks is the most proven, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so Banks being our best linebacker returning, again, a bit of a bull in a china shop, again, of a hothead. I don't like that at yeah. all. There were so many times where he came so close to costing us. There yeah. were times where he did cost us because yeah. he couldn't get things under control. But anyway, the upside to Banks finished the year with 59 total tackles, five point five and a half sacks, uh, and one interception. I would love, would love, love, love for Jeremy Banks to – I'm sorry, that 59 is solo tackles. He had 128 yes. total. He, he total, sure total, did. Total. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that changes everything in what I was about to say. Would love to see Jawan Mitchell fully healthy because I like Jawan much more laterally than yeah. I do Banks laterally. However, Absolutely. if I'm coming after the queue, I do like Banks. I think Banks Absolutely. is great downhill. I think uh, at the very least, he's he's going to make uh, that blocking guard or that blocking center feel it uh, Absolutely. at least a little bit. I have the same concern uh, with Paige going into a six-year. Dude's only got three starts. Underneath yeah. his belt, he's got 38 tackles, 14 solo, two and a half for loss. Rah! Yeah. Rah! And then, you just want to see more. Yeah, absolutely. You just want to see more. Absolutely. And then there's Aaron Beasley, who I can't quite put my finger on. With I'm with him. you. 
is is there is there a great upside to him? I mean, has he reached his potential? Dude tallied 84 total tackles, 34 solo, uh, a sack and a half. Saw a lot of a lot of time. I mean, if, if I remember right, he played in every game. Right? I think so. I think he did. Um, you know, I, one thing you can count on with Banks and Beasley is they're they're guys that have a knack for being around the ball. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's pursuit of a run play or whether it's a pass over the middle, they just have a knack for being where the ball is at or where the ball is coming to. Yes. Um. So you you really like that? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I'm with you. Have they reached their potential? Do they have more? of a ceiling that they haven't reached yet yeah, uh, are just real questions that I have about those guys, even yeah. considering how many tackles Banks – how many tackles they both had last year, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to need an upgrade here. We're going to need for these guys to step up considering the loss of Matthew Butler. Yeah, absolutely. Butler was great at feeling and, and demanding double teams, feeling multiple gaps. Dude was a stud at it. And, he sure was. And I don't expect our pass rush to be what it was last year so i don't know positions of concern i think it's even more of a concern that you and i see this differently yeah with you looking at corner and and myself looking at linebacker that tells me (laughs) (laughs) uh you could kind of throw a dart anywhere in that defense and yeah and there's going to be concerns i think though that that feels like a segue for me into the responses that i saw okay uh, to this question um for this question of what the biggest concern is, what the biggest position group concern is entering the football season, um, three folks, and there was about 40 responses on this. Sorry, I meant to throw that in. No, you're good. I have a four now. Uh, there were about 40 responses, both at the time that I saw this and going back and looking. It's in that ballpark of 40 responses. Mm-hmm. Uh, three folks said the entire defense is their concern. Not really answering the question, but that's their response. Yep. Uh, two individuals said defensive line, which was surprisingly low, but you know, I can, I can kind of see that, um, more people than I thought said the offensive line, nine people said offensive line. And, you know, we did talk about that, sure. so I can see where they're coming from, but I do feel good about at least four of the five on the offensive line. Absolutely. Um, seven people said linebackers, uh, one person said running backs, which I can see again with the depth there. Uh, one person said tied in, and then 22 people said secondary. Two people singled out the safeties individually. I feel good about the safeties. I, I just do, oh, I do because too. at yeah. least we know what we're getting. We know um, what we're getting, you know, and both of those dudes are, are extremely serviceable. Absolutely. They, absolutely. They, sh- they shouldn't be out of position. They should be in the right spot. They're probably going to be around the ball. I don't. I don't have an issue with safety at all. Yeah. Nor, absolutely. nor, nor do I have an issue with tight end. It's, it's safety yeah. and tight end are, are are near mirror images of one another with two seasoned guys. Border, borderline strengths of the team. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, sure. Would you like more? Always. Every right. position. But you know, tight ends. You know what you have in those guys. I mean, they're yes. going to be reliable. Yes. Um. And and perhaps what you want more out of them is blocking. Um, right. But I mean, again. You know, you know what you've got in those guys. Uh, there were some funny responses, and some people were obviously just having fun with this. Um, one person said to stop quarterbacks from scrambling on third and long. <laughs> um, which <laughs> That's not I've a position heard, group, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I've heard, uh, you know, some drills or really just a, an intent uh, on staying in their, their lanes as far as the, the rushers and uh, everyone staying in their lanes and preventing those from opening up like they did somewhat last year. Mm. And then one uh, – response that almost made me weep was the Florida curse uh, also not a position group 
but that's what someone said to this. Um, but like I mentioned, you know, a lot of people fell into the two positions that we said with 22 at secondary and seven at linebackers. You know, that full response just tells you how scarred our fan base is. We, we have battered ball syndrome, hardcore we, in these responses. <laughs> it hurts. It well, does hurt. Well, let's talk about, just for a second here, why neither one of us chose offensive line. Let's let's address this let's for a second. It. Let's talk about some of the four of the five guys because we have left tackle who we don't know yet. But let's talk about the ones that we do, why we're excited about them, just for a few minutes here. Obviously, at the center position, junior coming back, 6'3", 296, younger May's brother. Absolutely. I mean, when the guy's healthy, you got to love him. I, I mean, would you say – that uh, Cooper is a top 25 center in the country when he's healthy? I would say so. Um, I mean, we talked about some of the offensive line issues that were there and the sack issues that were there. Um, but I think for as much of that as you could put on the offensive line, you could throw in how new everything was last year. Or, yeah. you know, you could even throw in receivers, uh, you know, if they weren't getting open or if there was miscommunication there. Um, but yeah, I, I think really highly of Cooper Mays. Um, you know, I think he's going to be a really, really solid center for this group. Yes. Um, and I would absolutely say he's in the top 25 of centers out there. Yeah. I mean, we both think that he's got NFL potential, right? I certainly do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's jump over to right tackle where this guy is going to be making his presence for the first time since he's coming off left tackle last year. It sounds like Darnell Wright has got right tackle locked up. It sounds like it to me. Um, and we've talked about this off air a bit, but this will really be two years in a row. Um, and maybe this is Hopple and, and these guys thing, but this will be two years in a row where your best prospect, perhaps your best offensive lineman, is playing right tackle with a right-handed quarterback. Mm -hmm. uh, that just seems a little odd to me because I think Darnell did fine at left tackle last year. But, hey, mm -hmm. the offense did finish well last year. It's projected to do great this year. Yep. I'm not going to complain too much. Um, Darnell, you know, five-star coming out. Um, I think he's going to feel a lot of – I don't know if pressure is the right word, but a lot of pressure to perform really well um, and vault himself into the – where he should be in the draft, being a five-star coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we move over to left guard with, <laughs> again, a guy who's been here <laughs> what, what feels like 13 years uh, in yes. Carvin – Going into his senior year, actually, uh, that, I believe that should put him at two years left with el eligibility, considering the COVID year. Talk, give me, talk, talk to me about Jerome Carvin. My Man, goodness, Jerome Carvin. When when he's mentioned, it, it comes along with you know not being penalized last year. Mm -hmm. um, I think somehow, despite the sacks allowed, I don't think he was necessarily responsible for any of them. Um, just a completely solid dude, and I guess we feel like he's been here for so long because. He did play – he started playing very early in his career, mm -hmm. um, which I think bodes well for him. Um, man, I just – again, somebody that I think a lot of, really excited to see if he can continue that consistency and, um, you know, that pen, that unpenalized streak and and hopefully help keep Hendon clean for, for a big year. Absolutely. A, a, a guy we are relying on heavily, 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 Certainly. heavily. And Certainly. then uh, we move over to right guard, which is a position of excitement considering this guy in Spragans. Dude's got some lofty goals, and I'm, bro, I'm here for it. 
man, his and you just let us into it, so I'm going to mention it. He's yep. he's aiming, he's vying for that Joe Moore Award, yes. best offensive line in the country. To think about what a turnaround that would be. Um, again, not like the offense was completely underwhelming. Mm-hmm. You know, the sacks again are a concern, and and obviously you'd want to do better in short yarded situations. Yeah. If they win that Joe Moore Award, they took care of those concerns, and that is a fantastic goal. Yes. Uh, Spraggins has been called a dog before by multiple people that I've listened to over time. Yes. Um, I mean, heck, he comes out of like St. Louis, I think. So do non-dogs even come out of St. Louis? I mean, seriously. Carvin is um, – uh, sorry, I'm looking at I'm looking at Carvin. We're talking <laughs> about Spraggins. Uh, Spraggins comes out of – yeah, St. Louis. Do they have football I mean, there? Yeah, do they do – they, is anyone that comes out of St. Louis not a dog? I mean, <laughs> I'm so excited about Spraggins. He's got a nice – He's got a nice frame over there at right guard. This yeah. will be another year of experience for him playing that position. And, heck, man, if he's the one pushing for that goal of the Joe Moore Award, you're my guy. Yeah. So, check this out. Uh, according to UT Sports, he's got three more seasons of eligibility. Wow. Wow. Give it to me. Man. Yeah. And let's go ahead. And, uh, I'm going to feel terrible because we beat up on Warren Burrell for a second, and we're going to really praise Spragans. Listen to this. Two-time member of the SEC Academic Honor Roll. <laughs> hey my yeah. guy do it saw action it, in it. 952 career snaps entering his junior year so with all that said we've got four guys that we really really like on yeah. this offensive line talk to me about left tackle who you think it might be so on and so on based on the folks that i listen to whether it is josh and swain whether i'm just bored and listening to anything i can get my hands on it seems like Jeremiah Crawford, JJ, is getting mm-hmm. the – he seems the most likely to start against Ball State at left tackle. Um, I do think it's going to be a really nice competition there between him and, and Gerald Mincy, the transfer in from Florida. Yep. We talked off air about Mincy's size, which is just it, – it's crazy size for a tackle. Yeah. Um, really size that you would see on the interior. But, I mean, heck, if these are the guys that are vying for it, the way that I heard it put, is that Crawford has the highest floor and that Mincy has the highest ceiling. So if you can't get Mincy to reach that ceiling, you're okay with Crawford's floor. Yeah. Um, you know, he was a Juco guy when he came to Tennessee. So he's seen some ball for sure. He played some last year. I know when, when situations arose with Cade and Cooper, as far as injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was a big concern for me and it, it really made me think about what position group concerns me the most. Yeah. But that four that we've talked about and then this left tackle battle, is actually exciting to me because it seems like we're going to really get the best five possible, which I know is the goal and I know is a common goal, but it seems like it's going to be a real battle down to, to see who gets that left tackle job. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we bear, you just basically narrowed down left tackle to Crawford who, who checks in at six, five, three fifteen, or Mincy who checks in at six, six, three thirty seven. Wow. You know what? Don't hate me for this. I won't anchor down. <laughs> anchor oh, down. Gosh. Now, now let's. I mean, okay. So, so, so we like the size there. Now let's move from left guard to right tackle. Carvin checks in at six five three twenty one. Mays checks in at six three two ninety six. Spragans checks in at six three three twenty five. Darnell Wright checks in at six six three thirty five. And now, I mean, just just glancing, you know, at our two deep very very quickly, we got guys like Dane Davis who saw s- several snaps. At that yeah, yeah. Uh, right tackle position, checking in at 6'7", 325. We got guys like Parker Ball, who saw, ta- saw time, 6'4", 290. You know what? I could keep going on, uh, but I don't want to waste the listener's time. 
we're not small. We're not small. And you know what? There, there, that, that's, there's several reasons why uh, there, why, you know what? Offensive line, not only is it not my position group of concern, I like it. Yeah, I like it. I've gone from – I like what we've got there. Yeah, I've gone from – this is all in the last, you know, just hour or so going from, oh, gosh, offensive line to, holy crap, offensive line. Yeah, yeah. So, There's so much to like there. This is something I don't know if we've talked about, but Ellerby, apparently Glenn Ellerby was someone that was really pursued by some teams, some good teams in last offseason, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of hard to believe, you know, but it's hard to believe from the stance of what his group led up last year. But, you know, most rational thinking folks understand the roster makeup, what Josh Hopple and the staff walked into. Yeah. Um, and, heck, man, I want coaches, even though it's going to mean turnover over time, I want coaches that are pursued at Tennessee because that means they're among the best. That's what I want. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So if Glenn Eller be someone that's being pursued, that's good to me. Um, I really like, man, there's just, you know, offensive line. They're not these 280 pound twigs, um, which is still a giant human, but they have good size. There's a lot of experience. And I think that could end the strength and Lord help them. I hope they reach that goal of the Joe Moore award. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So just, just very quickly before, before we narrow this thing down, is there another position group out there that maybe in in fan perspective or however we want to word this, that people are going, oh, no, and it's not actually an oh, no. It's a, hey, be excited about this. Is there another position group out there, you think? You know, um, no one said, and I understand why, um, no one said receivers on that on the few responses that I looked through, you know, only 40 or so. Um, and we know the fan base is huge. Only 40 or so people responded. I'm a little concerned about who is going to take that step as receiver number two and then number three. Um, because last year we had a big three, whether it yeah. was, you know, Peyton was a Peyton was a, a bomb machine out there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, of my concerns, the wide receivers and st- who steps up, it's there. But yeah. there's so many folks that it could be that I'm not going to stress about that. Yeah. Um, you know, running back is we've talked about it. It's thin. But again, I mean, Dylan Sampson is getting a lot of praise out of that scrimmage the other day as a true freshman, a true freshman out of LSU's backyard. Um, hard to believe that they didn't want someone like him, especially going through a coaching change. But I think there's bodies, again, at that running back position. You don't have the experience that you'd want. But as far as positions that that people are looking at where there's perhaps more upside than, you know, that's realized, that secondary could be one because there's so many more bodies. Could but be. It's just too much of a concern for me to go that far right now. Yeah. I'm really going to – and like I said, I'm going to need to see it before before I kind of change from that perspective of, of worrying about them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hitting on, you know, corner again just for a second, I, 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 think you, I think you make a good point because of the amount of bodies that we have. I believe in competition breeding success and just throwing names out there. Again, one Morrell – We've talked about him already, so I won't say anything else. Haddon, now D. Williams, Brandon Turnage, uh, McDonald, Christian Charles, Romello uh, Edwards. That there's there's a lot of bodies there. There are. There's and a lot of bodies ultimately, there. And ultimately, there's a lot of bodies vying for two or three spots. Yeah. Um. I th- I think what's going to happen, just speaking from the gut here, and what what I feel is going to happen, someone's going to lock down that star position. That's just my gut. Mm-hmm. Um, Theo did it last year. He put out better film and better work than he'd ever done before. I mean, he just flew off the charts last year in that position. So I think someone's going to do that because of the guys we've named. 
So that really kind of leaves you two spots. If Tennessee can manage to fill those spots with whoever the best two are, mm-hmm. then I think that really could open up that ceiling that people are talking about, uh, not to go into rat poison territory, but I think that could help Tennessee realize sure. some of those goals. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So and another thing I like with, with, with corner, I love how we're kind of flipping a switch here. <laughs> another thing I like with, with corner is these guys are going to be battling every day against one of the better offenses in the country. Uh, yeah. One of the better, I mean, say what you want to about Cedric Tillman. You know, if we've got listeners out there that are not Tennessee fans, dude was a thousand yard receiver. Sure People, was. Dudes are raving about Jalen Hyatt. We've brought in some really uh, young receivers uh, in in Caleb Webb and Squirrel White, who we really like, we've got we've got diversity at that receiver position. Even again with guys, guys like Walker Merrill, who are going to be making those corners work. And he's getting a lot of a lot of praise this offseason as well. This camp, I mean, they really like him. Yeah. So yeah, they're getting worked. Um, something else that I like. Again, I keep having stuff just hit me as we're talking about this, but. Something I was worried about mildly with the staff was, you know, the way that Pruitt, if they signed an athlete or someone that they didn't know what his position was, he's a defender. There's no question. He's going on defense, and they'll figure mm-hmm. it out from there. Mm-hmm. Not that that's a bad thing. It's really not. Uh, my fear was with this staff, their offensive tendencies that an athlete comes in, they're on offense. They're yeah. fast. They're on offense. There's no question. Um, but someone that came in as really, I thought, a receiver, but is working in that secondary is Cam Miller. Um, you know, he was a three-star prospect coming out, a top 425 dude coming out per 247, mm-hmm. um, and he's working in that secondary. So I'm glad to see athletes going over there. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Just, they're not strictly an offensive staff, I don't think. Of course, it's their expertise. Of course, they've got sure. great work over the years on offense. But I, I think there's really a chance for them to be a more complete staff and and get things kind of figured out given time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, with all that said, there's a lot to be excited about almost in all the position groups. Certainly. Obviously, you and I, we understand the, the concerns with corner and linebacker. But but anyway, we are uh, we're out of time. <laughs> we are out of time. So we are going to call this. Don't Hey, guys, listeners out there, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to follow. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Pandora is still... Um, making me angry. We should be on there any minute. Follow us on YouTube. Hey, we love you guys. We are Pandemonium Reigns. I'm Dan. He's Mike. See you guys later. We love y'all. Bye. Bye. Pandemonium Reigns.